Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. Welcome to the pod, Andy. Welcome, Patrick. <laughs> How's, uh, what's shaking, bacon? Um, I'm not sure what's shaking. No? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what's our, uh... <laughs> It's a good way to it's a good way to fire off the podcast. We're doing great. <laughs> What's our uh, you gotta you gotta you gotta fire up the old topic machine there? I am. Uh, I, I, I want to find out what we are, uh, what we're gonna talk about today. Let's do it. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Um, Sheen's a bit quiet today. It's quiet. It's not making a weird sound like it did last time. <laughs> Put some more oil in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this this topic again comes in from friend of the show Michael Nielsen. Oh boy, um, two in a row, back to back, two in a row. Yeah, uh, why we'll get a third one next week, and it will be a hat trick, for Michael Nielsen. <laughs> <laughs> Could be the Michael Nielsen show. Um, so Patrick, yes, uh, Andy, why do fashion trends and design trends? Why are they cyclical? <laughs> why are they cyclical? Um, why are they? Why do they keep you know repeating themselves? Um, why do design trends keep repeating themselves? Yeah, uh, it's a hard one, Andy. It is. Do you hard. have any theories? Be, be like, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. My brain's my my brain's firing right now. I'm trying to figure this out. Yeah. So it's an, a big topic. An example of this. Um, I've talked with Michael about this. Is like fashion trends is a great you know great parallel to this because we see fashion coming back. Um, currently yeah. we see some fashion coming back in the form of nineties fashion is back. Yeah. I've seen that a lot, but not, but I think, I think, to, I think to clarify too, they don't come back in, in, in their entirety usually. No, it's definitely a morphed version of it, right? Yeah. It's always, it's always a different version. It's like, it's like in the eighties they had the joggers, they had joggers, they called them sweatpants, a little <laughs> more baggy or whatever. And now joggers are back, but they're like more narrow, and they rename themselves. Like, mm-hmm. but it's not like the whole. It's not like the whole fashion. It's not like all of the '90s has come. Like, I haven't seen people wearing Janko jeans yet. No, not yet. But yeah. they might come in a different form where they are like the super baggy jeans, which yeah. I have seen. Yep. Um. So I, th- I think it is coming back in a form. I think it's a great point that you're making there. Yeah. It's not like if it doesn't trends don't come and go like they don't just show up and they be the same. Yeah. Parts of the trend comes back. <laughs> and sometimes that's good and sometimes it's bad, right? But like uh part like a part of the trend will come back. Yeah. Not not the ex- like with gradients. Let's talk let's talk about design and with gradients. So gradients kind of made their comeback what last year? A year and a half ago? Sure. When was that? Uh, like September 17th at 5 o'clock. That's yeah. when they came back. Whenever Dan Petty tweeted gradients were back, <laughs> they were back and people started using them. But like uh, uh, they, they didn't come back in its like full glory that they used to be in, right? Like a like a high skeuomorphic gradient or anything like that. Mm-hmm. The, the gradient itself came back as a, as a visual design treatment, but it was more of an embellishment or a decoration and didn't have much more meaning to it. Yeah. Right. So it, like what you're saying is it back then when it was a big deal, it was very skeuomorphic. So it kind of copied the way, you know, things looked in reality. Like, so you'd see like, yeah. like a piece of glass or something in the, you'd see the gradient 
in terms of the way the light hits the glass. You can see that in the UI. Mm-hmm. Um, where you're saying now it is like more just melding two colors together to make it bright and beautiful, yeah. right? To, to liven it up, right? It's more of a visual trend than it is like a like an affordance trend or something like that. Yeah. Um, and they're brighter. They they're, Nowadays, the, the gradients are a lot brighter than I think they used to be. Like the gradients that I worked with on my design, my UI design at least, in like 2009 or whatever, they, they were like that. They were more like we were trying to create a lighting effect or something. Okay. You know? But now you see gradients that have the darker color on top, like if you're doing a vertical gradient, mm-hmm. a darker color on top, a lighter color on the bottom, or even they're, they like t- two different colors, like a purple and a, and a pink, and then you're, you're doing that. But, but it's not for a lighting effect. There's not really a – there's not really a – I get there's a purpose, but it's not the same purpose. Yeah. No, I totally get that. Um, is yeah, it's a v- very visual, like just eye catching sort of thing versus like what you said before, it was that very like affordance sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if we keep going down this line, like of, of what you're saying here, which I think is a really interesting theory that they are coming back, but in a different way. I wonder if it's potentially like an evolution of a, a design yeah. or an evolution of a fashion. Um, we look back in the past to see what things were and say, like, I actually really liked that piece. I'm going to take it and, you know, make it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's going to love it. And then everyone does it on dribble, right? Yeah. So, like, I think fashion might be the same way because we do look back. And as, you know, we are the old men that we are, Patch, we look back and say, oh, the 90s are here. Well, you're old. I am old, not you. So, like, what, what's going on? We're seeing <laughs> we're seeing the rounded glasses. <laughs> we're seeing the, the baggy pants. And yeah, the the nerdy geek uh, glasses are coming back. The gold with the the you know with the bridge on top. The bridge on top. Uh-huh. Like the pedophile type glasses. <laughs> that that to me is a that to me like and th- I don't think this is because I'm old and I don't get it. I just think that it's like that's not a good style. Well, isn't it I don't a think good that's style? a good style because it wasn't back then, right? So like if you took if you took. Uh, <laughs> Let's say let's say everybody used Times New Roman back in the '80s because that was like the only you know font that they could get. It was one of three like fonts in the whole world. Yeah, yeah, like that that wasn't like uh, that wasn't a style choice, right? Mm-hmm. So the st- the style of using like an old serif's font or something like that now you wouldn't you wouldn't use Times New Roman. You would find a, a really you'd find a good font, right? You'd find some, you'd find a font that had the same aesthetic you were looking for, okay. but was was higher quality. You wouldn't you wouldn't just use Times New Roman to just to like to, to have that. Now that style, I'm not saying that style can't come back. It could like people because you know people start using Times New Roman tomorrow and it'd be like a big thing or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think I think that's a poor use of style though. I think that's a poor evolution. Like if you were to take. Because those glasses back in the '80s, like as as a kid growing up in the '80s, I had those glasses, but they were like the only glasses you could get as a kid. <laughs> like there wasn't any, there wasn't any of the glasses you could really get. Like that was it. They were like the cheap ones. I was a poor kid, you know. I was like, those are the cheap ones that you got. So you got those. They were ugly and they were horrible. So is that is that why you have these like strong feelings about it now? Because when you were a kid. You had those cheap glasses, the only ones you can get. Well, it just seems like yeah. you saw the other kids with their cool other glasses. Like yeah, it just seems like it, it wasn't it wasn't a style for people. It was kind of what you had. Yeah, and then to bring that back as like <laughs> a style doesn't make sense to me. Like, <laughs> that, like 
that to me is not a design trend because it's not a design choice, right? Does that? But now it is sense? a design choice, though, because there um there are tons of styles out yeah, there. Yeah, so you can't say it's like a you can't say it's like a repurpose of an old style because it wasn't it wasn't really a style. It was just like <laughs> that's what you had. All right. You know? I, I don't know, but I think that's where I think that's where the doesn't evolve. Okay. I don't think that's where it evolves. Like I think I think you could still take those style of glasses, and not just replicate the garbage that we had in the eighties, but take those style of glasses and make a better version of it that has more of a design aesthetic and a design choice to it. Yeah. And not just say like, hey, these glasses were cool in the eighties. We're gonna wear them again, you know, because we're. Because the people, the people who are wearing them today didn't have them in the 80s, right? So mm-hmm. that's also part of the trend is that, you know, there's always the, the, the a, a generation coming up is always going to, like, um, think some of the older stuff is cool. Right? Yeah, they'll watch Stranger Things and be like, yeah, yeah. I want so some of that. They'll think a lot of that stuff is kind of cool, but at the same time, maybe they don't understand that where it came from wasn't cool. You know, it's like, sure. It's like any trend. If, if there's a horrible trend and it comes back, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a good trend, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Well, I or think that it, it's evolving. I like the idea of the yeah, evolving aesthetic or the evolving trend in style. And I think that's fine. Like, I think you, I think with fonts, you see that, right? Like there's, there's plenty of, uh, there's plenty of pe- people using kind of more of the old style serif fonts now mm-hmm. on like websites and even in interfaces, right? Yeah, like I don't even remember a time where I was using uh, serif fonts and interfaces. It was always Sans, like forever. You would use that on like websites and stuff. But now that's coming. That that's making it a comeback. But I think it's making a comeback in in a style because there was just a lack of it for a while, and then people bring that back. They're like, hey, what if we did? This, uh, what if we brought Georgia back? Like, what if we put Georgia back? It's a good, high-quality font. Mm-hmm. What if we put it back in our website, you know? And then it's like, oh, there's this cool visual style and blah, 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 blah. So then I think that creates that trend. But that, like, that wasn't necessarily even a trend in web design. That's more of a trend in print and other things in the past. Yeah. So it is an evolution. It's like, do are, are, I've never really seen too much, like, serif, old-world-style fonts being used in interfaces that much. Even in my, you know, decade of designing, I don't. I don't think I've seen that much. Yeah. But that's where I think you're like you talk about the evolving thing. I think that's an evolving style. Yeah, I think I agree, and I think like w- when you're making a new font, you're gonna look back at those old ones, and you'll see like what pieces you want to take from, you know, from the those old ones and yeah. add them to the new ones, and you might. S- I think there's something that also comes with this. It's like you are. When you're designing something new and you're taking from the old, like you'll, you're you may not deliberately actually take from the old. Like I think there's some evolution that's very natural, where mm-hmm. you will like just in your psyche just start thinking of, oh, this would look really great because you've seen it somewhere. Yeah, and like it is like it's not a direct copy. Sometimes it might be you don't know it, <laughs> <laughs> but I think a lot of times it's like it. This is why this is why like designed is cyclical and it's always changing like this and it's like um, you see those trends again because I think we are inspired and we take that inspiration and then we we build something sometimes not even knowing that we're building something that's similar to the past but we mm-hmm. built it this way because we've seen it before and we could create a new beautiful thing that's a emerging of the past and the future or the present or whatever yeah, right. Yeah. 
So I think I think that's another that's another reason why that could actually be happening. Um, but I think as a designer, as as you are immersing yourself in other designs, as you're you know clicking through Dribble, as you're looking at Behance, um, or just like what whatever else is going on in this in the design world, you are being influenced, and that will you know influence your end product, your end designs, mm-hmm. um, and that's how I think design is always evolving and kind of you know you're seeing the old with the new again. Yeah, well you know like the graphic. Uh... The brutalism design trend. I don't know this. You know, the brutalism. De- well, it's kind of coming back a little bit. I think more in graphic design, but it's coming back in web design. So digital, yeah, digital brutalism. Okay, handy. I'll look this up. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like a, it's a style that kind of breaks from the norm, right? Like the norm, like the normality of design. Oh, interesting. Um, like. Like uh, I guess the best term I've heard for it is like a kind of like a self-aware, a self-awareness. Like what it's it's an ugly, ugly aesthetic on some level, but it's it's self-aware that it is. Like it's yeah. built for it's built for that. Kind Maybe of to be like, like a shocking thing, or like kind yeah. of be like just different for the yeah, sake I mean, of being would different. Use it for all kinds of different appearances, or use it for different things. But like I think you see that in web design because you had a little bit of that innocently pop up in the 90s you know with early websites yeah, just, weird gifts and stuff it like was, that it's just right? weird right you're just throwing stuff on there <laughs> but that then that goes away with technology right that kind of goes away with technology uh-huh. and it's kind of coming back now for two reasons i think you've got kind of the vintage quality of it because it feels like old web design yeah when web design kind of wasn't really web design it was kind of like tool design so you have that Plus, you have an awareness of usability now. You have an awareness of we need to make this user friendly or have you know have have some kind of usability. So there's this mixture of the two now, where it's like I want to add elements of this like brutalist aspect okay. design aesthetic, but I also like and it's what you're talking about. Back in the day, there was no real there was no real awareness of the two. There, there was real no self awareness of what brutalism was at least in at least in website design. I think in graphic design there always was, but then there's a, but then there's the aspect that there was no real awareness of user friendliness either yeah, back then. Definitely. And now there's a mix between the two. Like you see, you see websites. I wish I could think of some examples. I've seen some in the past, and just in the recent, uh, recent past. But yeah, just like some 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 very self aware ugly websites, <laughs> for use of a better term, that are kind of more on the brutalist side. Uh, yeah. But they have very they they have decent usability or they you know that yeah. kind of thing. Which I is think the that's interesting. I think that's fascinating to see. Yeah, and that's the evolutionary piece right there. Yeah, is the usability that's really interesting. And that's when the trends like you talk about the evolution. That's when the trends like come back and I think actually make an impact and and become a trend. You yeah. know, a trend is a trend because it's popular and people start copying it. Right, and I think that's that's where when you started seeing gradients pop up, I think that was what you saw. You saw you saw this sort of refusal to use gradients in flat design mm-hmm. ever. To we're using we're using gradient design, but now it's like it doesn't meet the the lighting norm of a gradient. It doesn't meet any of those gradient things we we dealt with before. Yeah, it's a different gradient. The gradient itself's back, but it's different, and we're using it for a different purpose. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you see that in a lot of um, a lot of trends, like like with the gradient thing, you're seeing way crazy gradients combined too. 
not just like like all over. You're seeing it all over in yeah. different shapes and all kinds of stuff. So you're not just seeing it just like from a lighting effect or anything like that. Um, I think that's what makes the trend is the evolving piece of it. I think just bringing something back from the past for a nostalgia's sake doesn't necessarily. I think that's a. I think that's a. Uh, like you were talking about, I think sometimes you see it and you're like, oh, that's cool. Or you come up with it and you're like, oh, that's cool. It looks retro or it looks whatever. Yeah. It looks vintage and it hits somebody. But it's actually when the past and the future of that trend kind of like mix that I think makes it like a trend that people actually pick up. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because it's not like everybody is creating like, you know, yeah. 90s websites. Yeah. It's more like they're 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 taking this and spinning on it. Right. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, I totally you see this that. in music too. You know, music music mm-hmm. trends a lot this way too. It's, it's cyclical. You have some like in hip hop now. You have some older rhythms and stuff coming back. You have people producing music that sounds a little bit more retro to like the early '80s, but it's mixed yeah. with the new. You know, kind of some trap style stuff or whatever. So then it's mixed together. So then it creates kind of like a new trend, but it's still a trend that's very similar to two other trends. Yeah. <laughs> So at what point, Patrick, are we are we going to stop just you know taking from the past and making it better? Are we just going to make something absolutely brand new? Well, isn't that the point of isn't that the point of innovation? And I guess so. I mean, you can't just you can't just put new things in a pot, mix it up, and come up with something completely new. No. Right. Yeah, you got to you, you still have the core right? ingredients of everything, right? But uh, yeah, I guess so. So has it always been an evolution? Design's always been an evolution. Music has always been an evolution. Yeah, yeah, it has to be, right? I don't I can't think of a, like you're not just sitting at home going, well, what if we did this? Blah, and you just did something weird. Well you create I mean, like maybe maybe you like invent a new a new instrument or something, right? But still there's yeah, yeah. there's the basic line there's the basic things of like there's still the chords, there's still like the the basic like rules of music yeah. that you're following, but you're just doing a brand new sound. Yeah. So yeah, sure, I get that. I mean I that, get that. that's I mean that's how innovation works. Yeah. Is it just builds on top of something else that's already been created, right? Mm-hmm. It's not really copying. It's not really like, but all innovation is based on that. I feel like maybe I'm wrong. We maybe we need to find another innovation podcast that really gets <laughs> in depth. <laughs> maybe so along those lines, Patrick. <laughs> if if I was a designer back in the '90s, yeah, and I and I had these wonderful gradients, you know, like let's say I, I started, I see which is a great point. Again, I looked around in my surroundings and I saw like all of these like things and I wanted to make a design in, in a, you know, a user interface, a digital user interface that replicated those things. So I took from the existing things like a leather bound book and I yeah. made a UI that looked like a leather bound yeah. book or I see like aluminum. So I made a UI that looks like aluminum. Um, how should I feel if I was a designer back then, if I look at designs now and I go, Man, they're stealing my design. Like if you came in, you you came into the future, like whoop, yeah. You come up here, somebody's doing some crazy leather bound stuff. Like, <laughs> what? Sky stole my thing, right? I think, I think, yeah, I think as a designer, you should first understand that you stole that. Uh huh. You stole your original design, exactly. Original design, <laughs> uh, and understand that uh, you're not an artist. You're a designer, and that's what designers do. <laughs> this one again, huh? You, you, know, you evolve. Designers aren't audit artists, Patrick. Well, you you evolve, right? You, yeah. I mean, even artists evolve. They artists do. do it. Artists do it as self-expression. Mm-hmm. Designers don't do. We don't do what we do for self-expression. Yeah. 
And I, that to me, that's the difference. I mean, you can you can people. I've had this argument with lots of people. Like, design is art. I'm like, no, design's art. But you're not an artist if you're a designer. <laughs> <laughs> like you you could call anything art. Like anybody, I could you could scribble on something on the you know you could scribble some nonsense thing that literally doesn't mean anything to me or anybody else. Uh huh. And you could sell it as art. So like, you're saying it's art craft is art. But you're saying art is subjective, right? Yeah, yeah, art's very subjective. So if right. I... Are, if, you, are you just trying to get me down in a trap here? <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> so if I if I align a button and like an input field <laughs> really beautifully, Patrick, that was my self-expression. These things need to be <laughs> harmonious. No, it's not. It's not your self-expression. <laughs> it's not? You're not doing the work for yourself. Would you... If you were designed... Okay, let's, let's look at Canopy. Okay. Are you are you designing canopy for yourself? I am not. Okay, then it's you're you're not you're not a digital artist at canopy. Really? Right? Patrick, do artists cuz artists have to make some money, right? Do, do all of their their have pieces you, of work Have you met artists before? I haven't. I Maybe mean, this is the problem. <laughs> they have to make some money. They're starving, but they have to make some money. They're starving, <laughs> but, but they're not the, dead, but right? What is it? So if you take like if you take a, a sculptor yeah, right. I think that sculpture. She's she's in her studio. She's she's got a bunch of clay. She's got an idea. She's gonna start going for it. What what is the driving motivation for her to do that piece of art? Okay, I'll tell is you. Is it to sell that piece of I art? I think it is. I think the there's a there's like seventy percent of her motivation to sell it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the selling part. I guess that was the wrong. What what's the motivation for her to even make a sculpture in the first place? Is it to make it for you, Andy? Is she a commissioned artist to make stuff for you? Possibly. Or is she doing it? Is she doing it as a self-expression? Like, there's, there's, in my mind, there's two, there's two different parts of the art thing, right? Because I, I do think that, like, I do think that that like, art itself as a craft is what we do, right? Like we, like as as designers. <laughs> We use color schemes and we uh-huh. use all these tools that are that are generally considered to be like artistic tools or creative tools, yeah. right? <laughs> um, but I think as a designer, the motivation's different. So we as a designer, art, you're 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 artists. designing for some you're designing for somebody else. We're designing for Canopy. I'm not designing for myself here. Well, we're designing for the users of Canopy, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the even beyond that. We we're designing for canopy to exist. Sure. So we're we're not designing for our own self expression. Uh huh. Most artists most artists create art for their own self expression, their own experimentation, their own weird like they 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 hit some peyote and then they have a dream thing and then they go out and they paint some crazy painting and then it's like whoa we did this thing and whoa and then somebody sees it. I mean, it's the same thing. It's, it's it's also like why art isn't valuable when when the artist is around, right? Mm-hmm. Like unless the artist really breaks a lot of ground or gets a lot of popularity, the the art itself doesn't really become. Art is about the artist, right? You, I think so. You don't buy you don't buy a painting of Starry Night because it looks like a Starry Night. <laughs> you buy Canopy to do your taxes. You don't buy Canopy because Andy Page built Canopy. And I think that's a difference. Like, you can be a digital artist and a digital designer. I'm not saying you can't be either one. Uh-huh. 
but generally you buy art because of who who created it because of their self-expression or right. I don't know. I could so I think I think it's possible <laughs> that you can be an artist that wants to self-express and sell your self-expression. So like the the end goal is I want to sell my my self-expression. Mm-hmm. Um, I think same with like musicians. They are they're going and playing shows and they're expressing their yeah their stuff, but they're doing it to make money. They're doing mm-hmm. it as a, they're they're making a product to sell but to somebody. They're selling themselves. That's true. Right. That's true. They're selling themselves. Um, but Their I think, I think, I think that the, the decisions they're making along the way is to sell in the end. The very end goal is to, to make money and to, to express a feeling that somebody else can feel. Starry night is like, I, I want somebody to feel this thing that I'm feeling. And me as a, as a, a viewer of, or a purchaser of starry night is I want to feel this thing all the time. So I want to put it on my wall. I want to buy it. Yeah. So. I think I think there's a line where I could I could justify the artists do make <laughs> stuff for other people. Yeah, I think I think they do. I don't think that's I don't think that's the majority of the intention. But I I do I do get it. But I think that I, beyond beyond the art portion of it, design <laughs> is different in that we don't we don't design that way. It's true. And I think there's a big difference there because yeah. what we do is we we take the time to gain empathy and we are not designing for ourselves mm-hmm. completely. And we are not self-expressing. Like we might like say, I really like this gradient color. So I'm going to throw yeah. it in there, but it's not, I would agree that's not a form of self-expression. Well, it's also not a, it, the, part of, I think any arts motivation is self-expression. But I think the other part of it is originality because if you're, if you're, yeah. if you're an artist, like any artist I know, you have to have a defined style because you have to sell yourself. Mm-hmm. Right, like any artist, from you know a musician to a painter, a sculptor, a writer, for example, like it, they all have to define what that style is and what makes them that what what's original to them and different from everyone else. Totally, and I think as us as designers, at least in our specific design realm, as as like product designers who work for companies, like. That's not what we necessarily strive. We don't necessarily strive for originality in most of our work. No, absolutely. I think that's a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Now, you could go home as Andy Page tonight, and you could design a website as Andy Page and sell it as Andy Page and, you know, put out an original piece. You're still using the same design tools and all that kind of stuff. But in that realm, I think that's the difference between what an artist is and what a designer is. Like, I think you can be... You know, like you could be your own digital artist and create all of that original work. Yeah. If that's the motivation for it and you're tr- you're trying to sell. You want people to buy Andy Page's work. You know, you don't want people to buy. It. And I think that's where in at least in digital design, that's where like freelance becomes a really gray area. And I feel like that's where like if you okay. if you're a person who really feels like a digital artist, I think you should be a freelancer because that's exactly what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And you're still working with a client. But I think the client has to buy you. You're a commissioned artist. Yeah, right, and they're buying you because of your style. But if you're here, if you're here working at Canopy or you're, you know, you're working at Uber or something like that, you're, you're not in that capacity. You're not. You're not an artist. You're using you're using art tools, you know. But you're not like you're a designer. I think that's like the difference. Yeah. 
Does that make sense? I think so. I think what you're trying to say is like, if you are doing it yourself and it's like your style and your self-expression, then it's art. But if you're doing it as, as a, a cog in a company, it's not. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. I think design is an art form. Okay. Right. And I think artists can use design, right, to mm -hmm. create their art. Just like you would use clay to create your art. Sure. I think graphic design or I think design in general is, is, is an art form. But again, like even, even if I'm a sculptor, I can go get a job. Okay, let's just take here's, – here's maybe the shittiest analogy you'll ever hear. But you know the people who make teeth? Like they mold teeth so that they either for false teeth, for dentures – or to replace a tooth, like do a cap. Like I have a ton okay. of caps, right? Oh, yeah. Like they, they take the impression and they send it off. And like literally a, a, a guy or girl makes that tooth, right? And then sends it back because it's customized to me. It's not like a machine they just throw it in? Uh, some of them are machines now. Yeah. <laughs> but like they have they have the thing they put in, which is scary, right? We've talked about the our job's going to be. I think we're <laughs> like those. <laughs> we're going to be replaced by robots. We're going to be, okay. But like, uh, Maybe. but like, there. I know people who are artists who their day job, their nine to five day job, is going and working at these dental places that make, you know, dental. What do they call those things? They call them implants. Or, uh, yeah, know. implants. There's a name for those things that they use. But, but yeah, they they make those. That's yeah. like their day job. They're using their art craft to do that. Like, they're not gonna hire me to make a tooth. I don't know how the hell to make a tooth. But like. Somebody who was a BFA sculptor can do that. I'm going to hire them. They can do that, earn some money, whatever, right? Like that That to me, like maybe that's a bad analogy, but I feel like that's the analogy. Huh. Like if you were to take a different art form, I'm not saying design isn't an art form. I'm not saying that like sculpture isn't an art form, but the purpose of it, the reason why it becomes a valuable work of art is, is not – is not because of it's because of the artist. Okay. You know? It's not necessarily because it's because of the artist and who they are and what they put into it and the time and the effort and the expression and the originality and the style and the you know the style they developed for years and years and years. That's why it's valuable. It's not that it's valuable because, you know, like well we see that it's user friendly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know if this if this can really go anywhere, have a defined decision because art is subjective <laughs> and nobody can say what art is or what art isn't. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't know where to end with that, but um, yeah. So, I mean, but design trends, design uh, trends, design trends uh, the use of gradient, like we're staring at this, we're staring at this right here. We're staring at this little welcome thing that has gradient on it. It goes from, it goes from red to yellow, like a, like an orangey yellow. Mm-hmm. It follows no, no, uh, <laughs> like it's, first of all, it goes, it's, it's horizontal, not vertical. So it can't follow like a sunset pattern. It can't follow anything that's realistic, right? I don't know. Potentially. So it's completely, it's completely irrelevant to any lighting pattern or scheme. Yeah. And that's the new trend of gradients, right? We talked about this earlier. Mm -hmm. That wasn't the trend back in the day. Gradients back, but the trend is... It's a different. It's a different purpose. Yeah, this is right. As long as it's done correctly, it looks good. Well, what is done correctly, Patrick? Because <laughs> those old was it crappy done glasses, man. So the old ones were done correctly. 
No, I'm saying those those were done bad. Why? We oh, you're talking bad. about the glasses. Yeah, gotcha. those are the Times New Roman of glasses. Those things. <laughs> Times New Roman of glasses. <laughs> they're like the they're like the sans They're like the what, comic sans of of glasses. Why would you bring those back? Well, I don't know if they were the comic sans of glasses. They're Patrick. pretty stupid looking. Really? I mean, let's be real. Your glasses are nice. Well, thank you. And they're trendy. They're they're a little like are they pretty trendy? Old schoolish. Are they old schoolish? Yeah, you got the you got more of the rectangular. Yeah. I mean, rim and stuff, the the thicker rim. Sure. Like bring the wire, bring bring the wire rim glasses back. I don't have a problem bringing wire rim glasses back. Well, I think there's there are like so many different styles of glasses. There's not just like you know yeah. the one that you had back then. <laughs> you know, there's the there's the hipstery kind that yeah, are yeah, but they're wearing the ones that I had. Like, <laughs> I think I still have my glasses. I wonder if I could sell them to some. I bet you could, dude. Trendy like person that wants to be super Maybe trendy. that is that is the good takeaway do here. Do you think they'd want do you think they want to buy the bifocals too? Yeah. <laughs> that are inside of them? <laughs> I'm sure they would. Hey, look these not only not only these look freaking sweet. Uh, <laughs> when you look down, they magnify by like 20 <laughs> times so you can read. Well, Isn't they, that cool? They, they might be the type of people that, you know, take the lenses out of the glasses anyway and just wear them for no reason. Yeah. So you never know. Why would you? Yeah. Why would you do that? Do you I don't know. know. Do you do that, Andy? I have I have glasses. You can hear the little clink. I have glass in my glasses. Are they prescription? Are they just? They are prescription. prescription. Yeah. <laughs> they're not just eye eye protection. They're not just yeah. They're just like safety glasses. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're an artist, Andy, and when you come to work every day, you got to make sure you're wearing your safety gear. That's true. You don't want you don't want like the the F key popping out and hitting you in the eyeball. Which is it, it has happened, and my glasses yeah. have saved. My left eye has you well, know, been saved many times. Key. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I type fun a lot. Yeah. Just a lot of fun. <laughs> Lots of fun. That's, that's all I, you know, I just want to have fun, Patrick. <laughs> well, girls do, Andy. <laughs> Ouch. I walked right into Ouch. that one. <laughs> Did we solve it? Design trends evolve. Yeah, they're back because they're evolving. They're evolving. Unless they're not evolving, in which case they should not be back, is what you're saying. <laughs> that's what that was, that's my pitch. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if we've solved if you the... can make the trend a little bit better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or blend it with current trends. Yeah. Then maybe that works. Yeah. But, and maybe I'm just bitter because I got beat up and made fun of for wearing those glasses. That's probably the case. The cool kids now get to wear them. <laughs> you know, like... Cool well, now that you're a cool kid, you can wear them again. I'm, never, I'm not a cool kid. I've never been a cool kid. You are now this morning because you have the cool glasses. No. Did you wear the cool glasses this morning when you got beat up? No. Then you wouldn't have gotten beat up if <laughs> you were wearing the cool glasses. So if I put my cool beat up glasses on, I wouldn't get beat up. That's <laughs> exactly. What say. That's how times are changing. Okay. You need to evolve, Patrick. <laughs> I need to evolve. <laughs> All right, Andy. Another solid episode. In the books. <laughs> in, the, in the books. In the can, in whatever the can. it is. Yeah. Uh, recorded in MP3 form. Yeah. In the MP3s. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll see you guys next time when we have another hot topic. Not the store in the mall, by the way. Yeah, you don't own any of those, right? <laughs> yeah, we're not affiliated with. <laughs> we're not affiliated with the store in the mall in any other in any way. <laughs> Um, 
Uh, yeah, rate us on iTunes, right, Andy? Yeah, give us a give us a good one. Rate us on iTunes. I know I said before, if you don't like us, you can give us a bad one. I was just kidding. Just give us a good one if you don't like us. Yeah, anymore. just give us a good one. Yeah, that'd be nice. That's, that's a good design trend to do. Just like be happy and give us good ones. Yeah. Uh, share it with your buddies too. That's a good way to. That's yes. a good way. That's a good way. We want our NPS score to go up, Mandy. We're like a. What are we an NPS? We're like an eight point three. Are we an eight point three? Oh man, yeah, we, we really set got up to like a seventy five. We do. We have some work to do. We're like a thousand. <laughs> Please bring that up next time. Let's throw a topic in there about how bullshitty an NPS score is. Let's do that <laughs> one. Somebody needs to send us that. Why is the NPS score a complete pile of dumpster fire, and why do people still use it? Yeah, we cannot add those, those topics in, so you need to send them to oh. us. That's the rules. Yeah, I thought Michael Nelson was your made up name put topics in the machine are you telling me that's a real person uh he's a real person he's a real person i see him and i talk to him unless i'm hallucinating every time i see him Uh, which is very possible i feel like a guy named michael nelson should have a mustache in my head he has a mustache in your head he has a mustache really great in real life he has a mustache (laughs) you see him too yeah every once in a while Uh, yeah, but uh, send us your topics. Seriously, we need some topics. Uh, send us your topics. Topics at designmuch.org or like uh, hashtag them with designmuchtopics yeah. on social media or just like we're, we're on like LinkedIn too. So you can yeah. send us. Our, our DMs are open. Yeah. All the DMs are open. Yeah. All the design muches are open. They are. <laughs> <laughs> or the direct messages. Does it ever bother you when somebody. Like, is it Slack that's private message? They call them private messages, and people said, DM me. Does that ever bother you? It doesn't bother me. Like, in, in, in a platform where it's like they call it private message, so it should be PM, but I think then they're they say called DM. Direct messages. In Slack? So they are DMs. <laughs> they, well, I'm trying to think. I got mad one day because I was like, that's <laughs> not a PM, dude. It's a, DM, it's a DM, not a PM or whatever. <laughs> anyway, they're probably just wearing those dumb glasses. I was mad at them anyway. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye, Andy. See ya.